Hello, this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 11th episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. Last time we heard about the momentous clear-out and what makes someone worthy of receiving Mary's precious stuff. In today's conversation, she returns to her childhood home where it all began. Hello, it's Lori and Mary. Hello. And we are having our 11th conversation, and we haven't chatted for a while, so it'll be fun to get caught up because I've got... The burning question of what happened since I saw you when you had a pile of clothes on your bed. Oh, oh wow. That's so you can just think about that. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's been, I don't know what it's been, a week or week and a half. Week and a half, I guess. Week and a half. And then we were talking just as you were getting here about what you're sharing about your private life and what your family might be thinking about that. And you don't need to tell me about your family right now, but let's just talk about what it's like to talk and wonder about what your family's going to think about this. Right. So what's going on right. in your mind right now on that? Um, it feels like a double life. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, um, like it might be the first time they've ever, I mean, it, it would most likely be the first time they've ever heard me talk about it or talk about anything in this level and um I just came back from a road trip with my dad and my brother and his son um seven eight hours to um Kansas City and um instantly felt like the little girl again Mm. (laughs) and it's like doesn't matter how old you are (laughs) that's universal it is universal Mm -hmm. and um I tried to sort out you know how much is that family and how much of that is dysfunctional (laughs) You know, I was just trying to figure out what that was. And um, I think it's just family. I think it's just the way it is. But it, it's frustrating. And um, uh, it, it, I, I did my best to um, overcome it. But I think by the end of the trip, I became a just I became that little girl. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with my dad and his inability to remember what's going on. And if you take him out of his normal life... The anxiety rises, and then suddenly he's he's just not making any sense, and he relies on me, and you 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 kind of get sick of it, mm-hmm. you know. You're just like, stop, just be my dad, and I'm your daughter. It's let's not do this role reversal thing where I'm your your mom, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is which it feels like a lot, and um, so it was kind of a uh, it was supposed to be a fun trip. It was a fun trip. But it was also a very hard trip, hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of interesting because um, there's a volunteer thing that he and I do once a month that comes on Tuesdays, and it was coming up today. And all through the trip, and in fact, right before I left, something was telling me to call our volunteer upon a volunteer that we've set up to work with Dad. And see if he might be able to take him to this um, thing on Tuesday, which is today. And it kind of hounded me, but I kept poo-pooing it, or it wasn't the right time, or or whatever. And um, finally, yesterday, when I was just falling apart, just got home, got home late the night before, early morning. Um, I called, uh, put a call out to him, 
And he called later and said, yeah, it actually works. He's not working that day and he took my dad. And so today I've been kind of contemplating how much do I still put on myself that's unrealistic. It might not be related to stuff, but it's just kind of a tendency I have where I don't reach out for help. Mm-hmm. And my subconscious was saying, you need help. You can't do everything. You you know, you've just spent a whole weekend with dad. You need a break. Mm-hmm. And he needs a break from you. Um, and that's why we brought this guy in is for these kind of things. And maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But I poo-pooed it for four days. And it could have I could have called him on Friday and had it set up and would have known. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, kind of a learning lesson. But what was interesting on this trip is I kind of opened up about what we're doing just a little bit. Um, I actually, now that I think of it, I don't think I actually talked about the podcast, but I talked about working on hoarders, you know, okay, on helping other people who have my problem. And I don't even know if I used the word hoarding. I was very delicate about it because I wasn't, I personally was, was protecting myself, but I also didn't know what, um, family members were going to say, and I should back up and say that we met up with family there, um, and we only see each other, like, every so often. We, we, aren't, we aren't able to travel there often, so maybe once a year, once every five years, something like that, mm. so I don't know them on the day-to-day basis of right. how they are, but a couple of them, my cousins, opened up about how they have too much stuff. And boy, did I just want to ask questions. Mm. I wanted to see if this is a family thing. Oh, you know, yeah. something that I never tapped into. Um, and you didn't? I didn't. Sound like? I kind of let it be. I let it just be an organic conversation uh-huh. without them thinking I'm, you know, got an ulterior motive. But it was really interesting how quickly they nodded their heads and knew what I was talking about. And I was like, ooh, wow, there's kind of a gold mine here. <laughs> so maybe in time I mm-hmm. could talk to them, mm-hmm. but it just, for some reason, my gut kind of thought um, I should just leave it at that, mm-hmm. maybe talk to them individually. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. So it was kind of a kind of an interesting weekend, and um, it's weird to get back and say, what was I doing? Where was I before I left? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll come back to that, um, and maybe maybe there's nothing there, mm-hmm. but I want to stay on this just for now. When you're telling me what's going on with you and your life, and you're looking back, and you're in the moment, and you say something about your family, um, are, you, are you thinking about, oh, what if they listen to this? I better not say that, or shit, I just said that, and they are going to hear that. <laughs> what What's going on with you, and, and do we need to be... I don't know what, careful about how we proceed with, with that? Or are you going to come clean with them? Or are you never going to tell them that we're right. doing this? Right, Um. I don't know. It's something that, you know, I, I came home and I decompressed and told my husband all about it this weekend. And I was thinking on the way here, could I, could I, openly tell because they're funny stories I mean hilarious stories I'm like oh my gosh I'd love to share that but then I realized there's my family involved and what would they think about that so um I don't know I Mm -hmm. I'm not sure uh where to go with that um it's likely that they'd never hear these things but out of respect for them I I guess I have to keep a, a, a kind of a 
barrier. Mm-hmm. Not is that border barrier? <laughs> Boundary. Boundary. That's the word. Which I don't have very good ones, so you can see why I don't know the word. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian unslip or whatever. Yeah. Well, at this point, no one knows who you are. We're That's keeping true. that very uh, anonymous on purpose. Mm-hmm. People have probably figured out, because we mentioned mm-hmm. some city names, right. or, you know, what general location we're, we're in as we're discussing this. But I definitely want to be very, very mindful of, of that boundary that mm-hmm. you're setting for yourself. It's, um, so we'll see. We'll see yeah. where, where this ends up going for you and whatever you feel comfortable with, of course, is what we're going to roll with. Right. Um, you said you told your husband mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. over the weekend because you yeah. hadn't shared a whole lot with him. Or right. Just he knew something was happening, but did you? What did you share with him? Well, I guess what I meant about that is I told him about my weekend. I was kind of letting loose about oh, all that. Okay. Um, and what's interesting is. Um, I think part of the reason why it had such an impact on me is because literally I sat in the back seat with my 10-year-old nephew the whole trip. I mean, sometimes I drove, but to be honest, um, John really... Oops, that's my brother. <laughs> oops. See? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, John, yeah. it's real descriptive, just like Mary. Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, John really ended up driving the whole time. And it's, he preferred to. He gets car sick. Well, I get car sick. <laughs> but I was somehow able to not get too bad, too car sick. But I thought that it, just, it was kind of interesting because I felt like a little kid in the mm-hmm. back seat. And um, it conjured up some memories. And what made it even more interesting is we went to um, the house that I was in as an infant before we moved here. Um, mm. I think we moved here when I was four or five, um, and and I it hit me. Oh my gosh! All those memories of me in the crib with the particular stuffed toys that I can visualize um, were in that house. Oh, this is kind of weird that you were yeah turn there when you say you only go there every one to five years, yeah. and you go to that house. Yeah, as you're in the midst. And so of I this. think this might be the first time I've seen this house in many, many years. Wow. Like I know we've driven by it when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. but as an adult, and and since talking about this stuff, which I don't talk to anyone about, so it's it's kind of it was it was a big. It was overwhelming, I think. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm so off when I came home. Because mm-hmm. it's like I was in some other world, quite literally, mm-hmm. and mentally. And now I'm back. And it's like, oh, I was like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I went through time. time travel. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I was trying to figure out how I could tell you this story. But I think it's kind of funny because it gives you insight of my brain. Um. When we were young, my parents um, followed Maharishi. Do you know who that is? I think so. So I keep meaning to Google Maharishi and who these people were and everything. I'm not clear on it, but they were um, teaching us how to meditate. Mm -hmm. And when I came in, you were talking about meditation. And um, the funny story is I was really young and had no idea what was going on and we all met with this person and um, I'm not sure who they were and they um, were to teach us how to meditate and you're supposed to meditate on one word and they're going to give you this word 
And then um, that's what you're supposed to think about. But the, the trick is you're not supposed to um, share the word with anyone. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so here I had this word that they gave me, which is like my secret word. Mm-hmm. And I can't ask anyone what it is to know what it is that I'm meditating on. And um, that hit me on my trip this this weekend because I was thinking, now I know what that word is, and can I talk about it? I don't know. I don't. I, so that's why I need to look up these people mm-hmm. and figure out what this all was. And I never really did learn how to meditate because I was just too ADD. But my parents did. They learned how to just get into the zone and think about their word. And it'd be so interesting now to hear what was their words mm-hmm. and why can't we talk about it and what is this big secret thing? But um, basically, what stopped me is because I wasn't sure what it was in the first place. If I, you know, you, they could tell you any word like chair or pillow, hmm. and um, they gave me this particular word. And but as I thought about that word that I was supposed to be. Uh, meditating on I realized how much it has had impact on my life and it's it's about um feeling grounded is about the only way I could describe this word Mm -hmm. and um or not and as I'm getting older and um chucking the stupid thoughts and embracing the better thoughts it's becoming more and more about me feeling grounded Hmm. and where would I have been as a child if I could have figured that out a long time ago? But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it seems like hard. a lot to ask it, it is. for a little kid. It is. In some ways. So what was interesting about this weekend is I didn't go down that road of woe is me. I had a terrible childhood and it's all my fault. They could have had a better life if I was a better kid. All those things I talked about. It's kind of interesting how that's just kind of like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's me. But it's not realistic. And so it was kind of a good exercise to go to the city, buy the house, be with my family, and say, yeah, that's all a bunch of BS that I was doing to myself for however many years. Mm, and love it. There's, there's another thing is when I was packing for this trip, um, my husband will attest to this. I'm terrible at preparing for a trip. It's because I um, I do everything that I'm not supposed to do before I pack, and then I pack at the last minute. And it's I've I've figured out it's anxiety. It's this fear of forgetting something, and so then I don't get started until I'm the pressure's on, and the pressure's what makes me do it. But one of the things I noticed in packing is. That as as things leave my house, more space is opening up in my head. Like there might be some part of you where you remember every item you have, even if you can't conjure it up. It's like it it has a hold on you. Hmm. And as I was packing this time, after my I've had two big um, I'd say uh, mass exoduses since I last talked to you, and um, oh. they. Uh, it's impacted me like it's I feel a tiny bit of freedom mm-hmm. coming out of my out of my calculated head I guess I don't know how to to explain that any better but 
So yes, I was still procrastinating. Yes, it was still me having the anxiety, but it wasn't at as the same decibel, I guess. Yeah, I was just thinking about the noise when yeah. you talk about, and I totally, I've used that same language, that clutter has noise. Yes. Stuff has noise. And and if you've quieted down a little bit, then yeah. that might let other thoughts through that din, right. that chatter, that screeching, depending <laughs> on what's going on and where you are. Right. Um, that makes total sense that you'd have space. Well, and people have said, oh, it just feels so good to throw that out or to get rid of that. And that used to be, to me, haunting. I'd be like, how could you throw that out? But oh, now wow. I get it. Mm-hmm. So I'm crossing over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's huge, Barry. Yeah. There I am with my signature <laughs> classic statement. That huge. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I love that you are, yeah, crossing over is a great way to put it. And you've been calling yourself recovering, and it's it's all kind of tied up in that same thing. And you're noticing how that is now, yeah. what that means, what that looks like, what the behavior is. And it just seems like it's a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Same sorts of things, but less of it. Right. And, you know, I at many times I beat myself up because I want an empty house, and I'm not there. But I think about it. I was pretty calculated with how I would purchase things and bring them in the house. And um, it, you know, like Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, My house was not emptied in a day. It couldn't be unless you just literally threw everything out. But I have to remind myself of that because my anticipation of being in a better spot, I want that more and more as I've gotten closer to these aha moments. It's like, I don't have time for this goofiness. If, if your house was empty, it wouldn't solve anything. What you're working on is bigger than that, which is why you have the stuff, why you're keeping it or not, keep, or not able to get, let it go, or, or now, why you are able to let it go, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's going to get your house to the level that you, you want it to be. It isn't about that if it was just not there. I You'd suppose. Be okay. Right. You're totally you're absolutely right and that's very uh uh what's a good word for that? In, intuitive, I guess. That's not a good word, it's a better word there, but I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. Um huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's <laughs> a huge statement. <laughs> Works for me if I don't know what to say. <laughs> Insightful. Um and part of me wants to poo-poo it because I'm so anxious about being done with this. Mm-hmm. That it's this, like, you so want it to be done. And it's kind of like, let's not, let's, let's, I don't know how to explain it. It's embarrassment, I think, is that it's still, mm-hmm. it still has a hold on me in spite, in, in spite of what I know. Right. But, yeah, that makes sense. But thank you. You gave me some kind of um, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> I I think um, it helps me to recognize my progress when I'm trying to change something that's got a hold on me. Um, I don't think I'd have hope to keep going if I didn't recognize that. If it was only, I can only say whatever, I'm 
worthy mm-hmm. once the goal is reached rather than the steps I'm taking. Right. Yeah, that, that wouldn't, I wouldn't get there. There's something in my mind, and maybe this is common, where you connect the dots of where you should be by the progress you made today. So let's say today, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 would be you laid in bed all day, and 10 is you got everything done on your to-do list. There have been days where I am doing a 10. Mm Mm-hmm. And it seems like I can only do that for so long, and then I'm a one. Mm-hmm. And in those those days of being a one, I just I just want to throw in the towel. And then I'll say, "But well, wait a minute! Look at all the crap you got rid of." Right. And what I, am I averaging here? <laughs> what am I averaging? Ten, 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 right. ten, one. Right. You're still. But when I'm in ten, I'm like all oh, gung ho, and I I feel this momentum of I'm going to reach that goal. And it can just turn on a dime. Mm. And then you're back to, it's as if it was seven years ago. Or, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's as if nothing has improved. And it's kind of like um, water shifting. Like, yeah, I got that um, that tub. Uh, let's think of a sump pump. It just keeps refilling, mm-hmm. even if you're pumping it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just... I, I would like to get to a point where the progress is such um, is at such a level that you can't undo it. But it's so messy, quite literally, that any progress I've made is is disguised in the daily life. Right. That that sounds exhausting. Yeah. I can see why you'd some days wake up and be discouraged. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm having this memory of a conversation my husband and I had just recently where um, we've had um, street repair in our block and because of that we're having rusty water and then we can't do any laundry mm-hmm. and he's it was a Labor Day weekend and he's like I have a feeling that they're not going to work Labor Day right so that means that's three days where they are not working so we'll have clear water and he's like let's wash everything in the house that we possibly can in fact let's strip down to nothing and <laughs> motivated (laughs) but life is like laundry you know you think you've completed this huge pile and then you turn and realize you made you know you're dirty because i mean you've dirt got dirty clothes because you're wearing them yeah and yeah that's that's it so you're Mm -hmm. hearing what i'm saying and i'm still spinning my wheels Mm. well we're gonna have to come back and talk about these two mass exoduses (laughs) and and maybe uh go back to the archives from a week and a half ago and yeah. see what what happened with that but for now we're just gonna we're gonna end our conversation right there for today Mary thank Sounds you good. and that ends today's chronicle thank you for listening for being part of this conversation and supporting our work we really appreciate it If you like what you're hearing, help us get the word out by telling others about our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ClutterCron, as well as on our Patreon site. It isn't a show without the music and engineering magic of Michael Koppelman. Find out more on his website at lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E dot com. We hope to see you again to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.